because at this stage I, I do want to bring in um, a friend from a local church, um, Glenn Williams, um, and speak about um, about a local church and, and how things are going uh, in the context of a local church. Glenn, are, are you with us at the moment, brother? Yes, I'm here. <laughs> it's good to have you with us. Thank you so much for joining us uh, this morning. And um, am I right in saying that you are on together with Jacques Blicknot? Correct, yeah. Uh, it's good to have both of you with us. Thanks for joining us, guys. So our our intention is each week to speak to a, a, a pastor or to speak to um, friends that are on the coalface that are in local churches, uh, give the opportunity of them to um, uh, engage with the listening audience um, and give uh, the listening audience the opportunity to hear how things are going in local churches. Um, so to that end, last year we had uh, two friends. We had um, um, the church in Mamelodi together with uh, Free State Bible Church, with Free State Bible Church uh, and we listened how things were going there and uh, listened to the ministry and uh, we were really encouraged as we spoke to them um, this was an open invitation to a number of churches Glenn and thank you so much uh, for uh, replying to it um, maybe you know just to uh, begin by asking the question to the two of you um, who you are um, uh, you introduce yourself to the audience so that they know who they speaking to and uh, and introduce your local church to us okay, I'll I'll start <laughs> hi Mark sure. hi, Peter. It? it's good to hear from you Jacques. I hope you guys are well yeah we will thank you, um, thank you. <laughs> so I'm Jacques Blichnot I'm one of the elders at Edenville Community Church uh, we're still a young church we're only about a year and a couple of months old um, also a small church we meet um, at a nursery school called Ready Steady Grow on Terrace Road in hey Edenville. Hey man, that sounds like a modern church name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so um, yeah, so we meet at a nursery school at, at 9.30 on Sunday mornings. Um, and yeah, so we're still quite a small church, but we're, we're slowly growing. Um, we have people from like 85 to as young as, as uh, one year old. Um, and yeah, we're just a, a, a loving community in Edenville that just hopes to share Christ's love with our community and to uh, be a blessing to the community as God has been a blessing to our church. Oh, that's great. Now, now Jacques, yourself and uh, Glenn, maybe you also just want to introduce yourself as uh, as uh, uh, as individuals and, and what is your relationship or uh, what function do you play within the context of the local church? Okay, so I'm I'm one of the elders um, at Edenville Community Church, and and uh, Glenn has joined us recently. As I I suppose as a moderator, Glenn, or what would you? How would you? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> okay. Um, and and in terms of in terms of elders, I'm like really pro um, plurality of elders. Um, how many elders do you have? It. I mean, you say you're you're a year old. Um, it's great to hear that a church that's a year old and you described yourself as a as a small community um, has a plurality of elders. How many elders do you have? Um, and uh, yeah. So already, already, even as a as a young church, a lot has happened in the year uh, that has that has passed. Um, we started out. We we firmly believe in a uh, plural. plural 
plurality of elders. Fine, nobody um, can say that word. <laughs> and um, we started off with four elders, but in the year, two of them have already left. Uh, they were called to, to other churches. One of them was called as a worship pastor to Hillcrest Baptist, and uh, the other was called to, a, to another church, um, local church here in Joburg. Um, and so right now, we're only actually two elders, but John, uh, Glenn has joined us recently um, as a moderator. And so myself and the other elder, John McKenzie, we rely quite a lot on, on Glenn's wisdom. And we're so blessed to have Glenn as part of our, of our church at the moment. He uh, takes most of the preaching duties and he's just such a wise, such a wise guy. Hey, man, uh, I've, known, I've known Glenn for years. So I, I think <laughs> I, I first met him. Uh, at the time, you were probably attending uh, Grace uh, Community Church, no, mm. oh, yeah, Grace Grace Church in uh, in Germiston, and uh, I met you as I interacted with Will Tate, and uh, and then you and I uh, were very involved in an expositors forum on the East Rand, and uh, I've 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 been engaging with Glenn for uh, I, I'm guessing Glenn about twelve years plus, um, well, or in that region. Yeah, probably around about 10, 12 years ago. I think we met at a resolution conference. Uh, ah, you're right. Was that might have been, even, that might have yeah. even been longer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah. Would, yeah. You, uh, would you mind telling us what, what are you currently preaching through at your church and, and why you decided to, to preach through that book or topic? Okay, at the moment we're busy preaching through the, the book of Nehemiah. We started in November and I... Because I started basically moderating in November, I inherited the book. Um, so I don't know the full uh, reason behind it, but I think because of it being a new church and because of the changes with elders leaving, building the walls. Uh, it's a good book, good book <laughs> with the theme of, of building and, and, and leadership. So it was, it's a good book to encourage the congregation. Uh, one of the ladies said to me, or actually said to my wife a few weeks ago, she said, I think I'm going to learn more about myself from this book than the, than the man Nehemiah himself. Because it is, it's one of those books that challenges uh, who you are and, and how you interact with people and leadership and building and all of those kind of things. Where's, so, yeah, it's rather appropriate for the church. Where's about are you in the book at the moment, Glenn? Well, uh, Jacques going to be preaching chapter three this Sunday. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, that's where we are now. Yeah. Well, since you, you inherited the book, I'm, I'm curious to know what type of resources are you using in, in your preparation and um, how does your preparation look? Well, for me, my, I, I, I spend the majority of my time just actually in the text. So I study the text uh, using original languages and various translations. So I generally use like the ESV, the New American Standard, uh, New King James sometimes, King James. So I, I tend to spend most of my time and most of my week just looking at the text. And then as I do so, I do word studies. So I use lexicons and things like that. Uh, a book like Nehemiah, obviously, you need, need to know the historical and cultural context. So I spend some time looking at various sources on that. Uh, so uh, maybe like a Bible background commentary type of thing, like the NIV or the, the Zondervan Bible background commentaries. And then once I've, and sometimes I diagram the text, uh, especially when it comes to the didactic passages and things like that. So I, I spend majority of my time just in the text before I even go to any commentaries and other sources like that. And just to make sure I understand the flow of the text, uh, the main lesson that is coming from the text, because I believe scripture is, is understandable. Yeah, there are 
some technical things and maybe you need to do a little bit dig deeper and, and some other things like words and, and theological things like that. But um, I, I just like to just spend time in the text, make sure I understand it. And then once I've got the main lesson or the principle from the text, I then take it through the light of the rest of Scripture. So it, is it consistent with the teachings of Scripture? What other texts and things like that are, are important that I know of? Uh, does the cross change anything? Uh, how is Christ? How is it fulfilled in Christ and those kinds of things? And and then at that point is when I start to bring in other commentaries. So I, I use commentaries like maybe the New American Commentary, the Reformed Expository Commentary, uh, sometimes the Expositor's Commentary, uh, or depending on, on, on what's available and who the authors are, the particular books that I'm looking at. So at the moment, I've been using the, the New American and the Reformed Expository Commentary for, for Nehemiah. Um, and then from there, I just... Uh, apply the text. Uh, I like to use um, modern illustrations and applications that are relevant to the people, so I tend not to uh, take things from applicatory type commentaries and things like that, because I like to keep it relevant to the people that I'm speaking to. And yeah, that, that's that's my basic process in a nutshell. But I spend probably about four days just meditating on the text, making sure I understand the flow and, and, and all of that, and before I even consult anybody else. Glenn Jacques, both of you, I mean, neither of you are full-time. So, Glenn, uh, I'm, I know you're at uh, Mukanyo Theological College. Maybe you want to talk about that a little bit later. Um, uh, Jacques, I'm actually making an assumption that you're not full-time. Um, but I, 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 have a, I have a heart for guys that, uh, that, that are, are working hard um, in day-to-day life and yet serving the church in an elder format. I, I, I planted at uh, Crystal Park a number of years ago and had to work uh, full-time for, for a number of years before I could go full-time into the ministry. It, it's really, really, really difficult. How do you guys find the time even to prep? <laughs> and to and to be able to stand before a congregation and say, "Thus saith the Lord." Well, yeah. So I'm I am not full time. Um, I'm actually an actor by profession. Um, so so that gives me a little bit more time. Um, our other elder, John McKenzie, has quite a like he has a full time proper job that that he needs to invest quite a lot of his time. So it's it's. It's difficult uh, mm. to find time. Also, you know, with your job and uh, your wife and your kids, um, but you just—I mean—you have to—you have to make time. I'm lucky in that my my job is more flexible, so you know I have time to do uh, other elder responsibilities like visitations and checking that everything's ready for the for the service. Um, and then, yeah, when I'm when I'm preaching, luckily I don't I don't preach uh, weekly or even like. Uh, bi-monthly uh so i i have a lot of time to to prep um for when i when i preach you know once a month sure um but as far as yeah as far as glenn goes i don't know <laughs> <laughs> glenn how about but, you, yeah, you just, I, I mean because obviously you take preaching very very seriously i i mean i know you so i i know that preaching is important to you um how how, how much time do you get to spend uh, on sermon preparation how, how long does it take you to prep a sermon well because well, i spend a lot of my time just more musing and thinking about the text as a during the week i start like maybe two weeks before just making sure i know what what lies ahead with the text uh read through the text because you're working through a book I, you know i've obviously read through the book uh, sure. and read the, the necessary text several times so i spend a lot of my time maybe thinking in the evenings after after supper that kind of 
thing. I spend an hour or so just going through a little bit more of the text and, and reading up it when I get to that point where I'm using commentaries. And then I spend probably uh, a Saturday is, is the day I set aside to do all the final final preparation of the sermon. So usually by lunchtime on a Saturday, my sermon's ready. The manuscript is fully written. Uh, and then so it's just a matter of then tweaking it and and going over it, making sure I'm familiar with it. Um, and so I would say overall, time-wise, it takes me to prepare a sermon uh, that I'm fully happy with. It would probably be about 20 hours in, in a week. And believe it or not, I find the time, even though I'm lecturing and managing other things here with Makanya, I still uh, somehow manage to find the time. Don't ask me where it comes from, but it's there. Okay. So, so Jacques, maybe this is aimed at you a little bit. Um, where's God at work in your community? Um, uh, like either the church or the city? Um, yeah. Uh, what's going well? What are you guys struggling with? So, so we're in, in quite a in quite a um, a, a diverse uh, community where there's you know a lot of wealthy people, but also a lot of a lot of people you know are not so well off coming in uh, to work at businesses um, in the area, and you know there's always there's always needs in in any community, and we've been we've been lucky enough that we were able to help uh, quite recently. One of the one of the popular restaurants in our in our area, Fahrenheit, burned down, mm. and so in the process of them rebuilding it, uh, their employees were struggling a little bit because they didn't have jobs because yes. there was nowhere to go to. So we were able to encourage them pastorally, but we were also able to help them out with food parcels, uh, which was really great. Sure. Um, and then I recently made a connection with with a pastor from a local. Um, uh, informal settlement and he's also you know he's trying to to run a small church there but he's also got a crash there uh, and and they they really struggle and we've been lucky enough as a church to be able to help them out as well and also to encourage him um, um, because he he is a pastor of a church there and we're trying to help him uh, uh, get some more some more training as a pastor uh, and also to keep encouraging him to keep doing the work that is that is doing in the area, we are a very missional church. So so missions are very important to us. We do have um, a missions ministry as well. Uh, we we support um, uh, missionaries that we that we know, uh, uh, and but we're also trying to to, to continue to expand um, in in that regard. And then we, we we also would love to do a much more evangelism uh, in the community. It's just because we're still such a young church and we're still kind of still also trying to find our feet. Um, the difficulty is trying to balance between uh, still taking care of our, our church uh, community, um, but then also we were trying to look at how we can can work more to, to reach uh, community unbelievers in the community and, and invite them to church so yeah we're trying to find a balance still between you know taking care of our own church mm. community but then also trying to evangelize and 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 carry on supporting uh, missions local missions thanks shock hey glenn uh, i don't know if you want to maybe just make a pitch for makanyo theological college since since we got you on um but uh, i know that that's the other hat that you wear 
Uh, maybe you want to just put it on for a, just a minute or two and, and tell people why they should be um, engaged in theological education in 2023. It, it kind of links off what Jacques said in terms of uh, reaching out to a pastor and, and figuring out how to equip people. But there's lots of folk out there that would like to be equipped. Um, why is Mukanyo uh, one of the places that they should be pursuing? Well, there's several reasons. Let me just start off with a, with a statistic that is very scary, just to highlight the importance of theological education. Uh, globally, the statistics are that only 5% of pastors have received formal theological training. And that, that's a scary statistic. And it says, what are the other, basically, it means what are the other 95% of the pastors actually teaching? And there's, a, there's, a, there's an idea out there now, we don't need theological training. We, the Holy Spirit will tell us all these things. And... Uh, bring all of this mystical type stuff into it. Uh, but the reality is, is a lot of people don't know even know how to handle God's word. They don't know. You, you see, we see some of the, the questions people answer when it comes to, uh, they enroll and they want to register and their, their knowledge of the Bible. They don't, they don't know the basics. Uh, they don't even know the order of the books of the Bible and things like that. And yet they're standing behind a pulpit every Sunday. So there is a definite need for theological training out there. And it's not just for those who are entering full-time ministry. Uh, it's for those who are Sunday school teachers, those who are running men's ministries, mm. Bible studies, elders, missions, whatever it may be. Elders, definitely, yeah. Um, th- th- there, there is a need, and, and elders should be able to teach. And if they can't, if they don't know, they can't teach. So th- there's a need out there. And so my encouragement is that it's for the local churches to get involved in supporting local theological education here in South Africa. Uh, one of the things with Makanya is that we very contextual. It's it's very African in terms of the content. And in terms of the application that we do, uh, we also local. We don't only have our main campuses. Uh, we've got campuses in Kwamplunga, uh, Pretoria, Johannesburg, Durban, and Rustenburg. We also have what we call local learning, where a local church or a missionary or organization, ministry organization can start up a bit of a, a Bible college, you could say, on the premises and use our high certificate material, which is fully accredited, that they, they can equip their pastors and equip their elders or people in the local community there's also an unaccredited program, which is just for general training. It's, it's, it's aimed at those that don't even have a matric. So even that that level of people can actually get some equipping to be, to be involved in the ministry. Uh, so, yeah, it's the, the need is out there, uh, and we're here trying to, to fill that gap. And there's definitely a, there's a need for more institutions. I just want to encourage local churches to get involved, support students, support uh, educational institutions like ourselves, uh, because the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few, and even the workers that are there are not necessarily trained to do the work that they're called to do. Brother, maybe in closing, just one brief statement. How exactly, where should people go if they like listen to you? The Spirit has moved their hearts, and they are like, I want to do some training in 2023. Is it too late to enroll? No, they can still enroll, and our local learning, they can enroll. There's three opportunities through the year that they can enroll for to do it locally. If there's a church that is interested, they can contact me. Uh, they can go to our website, makanyo.ac.za. That's M-U-K-H-A-N-Y-O.ac.za. Like uh, no one's going to spell it there. right. Google will correct you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I spell it wrong now and then. Don't worry. Uh, so it's... I have put your link there. I have put your link into uh, the comments uh, underneath uh, um, uh, underneath the live stream at the moment on, on Facebook 
Oh, thanks. Um, hey, yeah, well, uh, maybe just to say that... So they can go to the... So from, from Facebook, I, I just see that Roland Eskenazi says, uh, uh, just amazing, John McKenzie was in our church at Goodwood years ago, and what a joy to hear that he's an elder now. So maybe just uh, pass on a greeting from Roland Eskenazi uh, on to John McKenzie. Uh, thanks, Jacques. Um, guys, may, maybe just in closing, um, uh, either one of you can answer, but why should a listener living near your church consider visiting you? Um, uh, like, like uh, ring a bell and call people in. <laughs> yeah, we're, look, we're a, a loving community of Christ followers, and you know, some of the the values that we hold in high esteem are honesty, transparency, and authenticity. So, if people are looking for a place where they where they where they will be loved, where they'll be able to be part of a family where there's honesty, authenticity, transparency, then they're welcome to join our church. And also, as has been mentioned uh, by by Glenn, um, you know, teaching the Bible properly is, is something that we hold in high esteem. Uh, and so, you know, we're a Bible-believing, Bible-based church that we, we want to handle the Word of God correctly. Um, so there's no holds barred. Like, if it's in the Bible, we are sticking to it. So if that's the kind of, you know, church that you want to be part of, then please do join us. And we're a family church, uh, you know, uh, people, you know, of all ages. And we just like we love getting together and and sharing and having our our family lunches on the first Sunday of every month. And so, yeah, so people are welcome to come in and and join and and just be part of an authentic, loving community. Thanks, Jacques. Uh, I have also put your guys' website address, which is Edenvale.church, into the comments uh, on the Facebook thread uh, as well. Glenn, uh, maybe just a final comment. Yeah, I just wanted to just say, I just want to ring the bell for that. The, the name is Edenvale Community Church. Yes. It really is a community. Uh, even though we are still members at Witchwood and I've just come in to assist, it feels like we're part of the family. And uh, it's... The, the, you know, it, it just come in, welcome, open arms. Your first time there, we, we there's chairs that need to be packed out and put away. They're like, no, no, you're here the first time. You don't touch. You know, just fellowship and and be with us and and, and enjoy the community. Cool. And so, if people out there are looking for a church where they want to feel part of the community, and uh, maybe because it's so easy in the big church just to become a number in the back row and everybody misses you, uh, that doesn't happen at even the community. You really do feel part of the community, part of the family. Even if you're only there once, uh, you leave feeling loved. So that's, well, Jackie that's, says it's a blessing to be part people. of such a loving and caring community uh, on Facebook. Llewellyn reminds me that not everyone is on Facebook, Pastor Mark, with three exclamation marks. What we will do is, as we podcast the show, we will make sure that all the various different links that we've spoken about today are in the show, whether it's the biographies to Jonathan Edwards, mm-hmm. whether it is uh, links to uh, Sam Storm's article uh, and others. Uh, we'll, we'll try and make sure that everything is in the links uh, as the podcasts go out but I do want to say thank you to both uh, Glenn and to Jacques for joining us today and introducing us to Inville Community Church thanks guys I really appreciate it